For marketing agencies and social media managers looking to prove the value of their work, I've got something special for you. Agora Pulse is not only Social Media Examiner's tool of choice as an all-in-one social media management tool, it also allows you to track the traffic, conversion, and revenue from every social post, comment, and private message. Learn how to prove your social media ROI with a free training or a free trial by visiting agorapulse.com SME today. Again, agorapulse.com SME. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Podcast, helping you navigate the social media jungle. And now, here's your host, Michael Stelzner. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me for the Social Media Marketing Podcast, brought to you by socialmediaexaminer.com. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner, and this is the podcast for marketers and business owners and creators who want to know what works with social media. I am really excited about today's show. I'll be joined by Dakota Shane, and we'll explore Medium and why writers, bloggers, and marketers should consider publishing written content on Medium. If you want to reach me, email podcast at socialmediaexaminer.com. Let's now transition over to this week's brand new discovery. Helping you stay alive in a social jungle, here's this week's survival tip. This week I'm joined by Eric Fisher with a brand new find. What'd you discover, Eric? I found a really cool app for iOS and for Android from Adobe called Adobe Scan. Adobe Scan. Tell me more. All right. So I know we've played with these before. There's always new apps coming out where they want to, you know, be able to capture snap things into, you know, images and be able to play with them and adjust them and work with them. And I think they've found the perfect compromise here in terms of powerhouse tools, because you can literally scan something in on your phone. You can do the OCR stuff where that stands for optical character recognition. So you can actually scan something in that's got text. You can then copy and or work with the text inside the app you can even then convert it to a PDF and then send that to somebody. This is kind of, you know, all in one tool. Got it. So the way that a lot of these tools work is you just use, you know, uh, you, you open up the app, uses the camera on your phone, and it kind of recognizes the corners and starts scanning. Is that the same concept? Same concept, yeah, except then this takes it that step further to where, again, it's got that built-in optical character recognition so you can already start copying and pasting the text out of what you literally just scanned very cool where, where do we find it and is it free it's free yeah you head on over to acrobat.adobe.com and click on adobe scan awesome thanks so much for that find eric you're welcome did you know that we can deliver awesome marketing info directly into your inbox simply subscribe to our weekly newsletter that comes out three days a week you won't miss any of the updates going on in the world of social marketing. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates. And now for this week's interview with Dakota Shane. To help simplify your social safari, here's this week's special guest. This week, I'm excited to be joined by Dakota Shane. If you don't know who Dakota is, he is a social media columnist for Inc. 
Com. He co-founded Arctify, spelled A-R-C-T-I-P-H-I. Arctify is a social media agency for breweries and restaurants. He's also a top writer in the social media category on Medium. Dakota, welcome to the show. Michael, thanks for having me. Excited to be here. So today, Dakota and I are going to explore Medium and how it could benefit bloggers um, Dakota, let's, let's start with your story. How did you, um, how'd you get started with medium? Yeah, definitely. So, um, it was pretty much out of frustration, uh, with the other options, but story really starts, uh, when my brother and I actually launched our, our agency. Um, this was right after I graduated college back in 2015. And at that time I was just really learning all I could about marketing, social media marketing, content marketing, um, really just listening to every podcast I could, reading every book, um, and of course, learning uh, with the experience that we were doing for the clients on, on top of all of that. So I really wanted a place to publish these learnings. You know, I come from a family of creatives. I have uh, grew up writing short stories, films, like all that stuff. So I, I could never really get rid of the writer bug. So I wanted to publish uh, these learnings in the form of articles. Um, and really at that time, my two choices uh, for writing, like to house that content would be the blogosphere and LinkedIn. Those were the two most viable options. And blogosphere, of course, it's the the gold standard, you know, it would be, it'd be great to do that. But this was mid-2015, so um, it was a very saturated landscape. Uh, you know, I didn't want to write for 10 years to get 10 fans, um, and I was working a tech job at the time, starting my business, wanted to at least semi-enjoy my early 20s, so uh, that was off the table. Um, and LinkedIn um, wrote a lot of articles on that, or at least a handful, um, and they all just flopped, so <laughs> they, they did not perform that well, and I never really felt at home on LinkedIn. Um, I felt it was a little too formal for my voice. Um, my golden rule of writing um, is I like to talk to my audience as if I was grabbing a beer with them. It's just something that I have always liked. So, um, And because of that, I had stumbled, just kept searching, kept searching, and then stumbled across Medium. And I was just really excited that it looked like I could talk the way I wanted, write the way I wanted and everything. And so um, because the uh, the bad performance of the other articles on LinkedIn, I was like, screw it. Let me just write everything that I've learned over these last nine months, like with the podcasts and books and experiences I was getting and put it into one article. And that article was called 200 plus podcasts, 100 plus articles and 20 plus books in 11 bullet points. And so I, I typed it up. I dug up the personal Twitter handle of the editor of my favorite publication, um, sent him the link to it, the completed work. And, and to my surprise, he got back pretty quickly and was like, just said, looks great. It'll be published in the morning. Um, and I, I was excited. And so even if it would have just gotten 10 reads, I would have been excited, but I, I went to sleep, um, woke up, checked my phone, and there was just hundreds and hundreds of notifications. You know, um, hundreds of people had shared it, thousands of people had read it already, and Tyler Winklehaus uh, from Facebook Social Network had shared it, Joel, the CEO of Buffer, 
um, and co-founder of Buffer had shared it. So that that was really the moment where I saw the power that Medium had as a platform, not just for myself, but for others. Um, and definitely the time when I, I realized that, hey, the, my, my life and business is about to change for the better. So that's, that's how I got started on it. Cool. And how long have you been writing on Medium? I've been writing, let's see, for seriously writing on it for a year and a half, <clears throat> year and a half now. And as a result of that, you also got to write for other major publications like Inc.com. How'd that come about? Yeah, so um, just consistency on Medium itself. And, and what I did was just kind of scrape my way up um, from Medium. I uh, would reach out to like more niche uh, social media blogs uh, with links to my highest performing works on Medium. Just gather up the links, uh, wrote my pitch on why it would be a good fit for their publication, and then saved it as a canned response and just kept sending it out. And I had landed some spots on uh, bigger social media blogs and then used that as leverage to get my first speaking gigs and my first podcast interviews. And then eventually um, on my third try on Inc., I, I landed my column there. So I've been writing there for a few months now, but um, all thanks to Medium. Awesome. All right. Well, let's start with what, uh, let's start with, um, well, first of all, great story. So obviously, Medium opened a ton of doors for you. And I'd like you to speak to someone who is a writer that's listening right now. And um, maybe they have a blog, maybe they don't have a blog. Um, why should they use Medium as the platform to start? There's some obvious parts of your story that, you know, that make it clear, like, for example, uh, you know, things can move really fast on medium, but you know, what's the, what's make the case for why someone should get started on medium? Yeah, definitely. So, um, this question does pop up a lot and I really boiled it down to, um, four reasons. So first one would be, of course, it does provide that built in audience that most writers, creators, or marketers don't have on their own. Um, that would take years and years to build, like you were saying, the speed of it. And then next, I think, is the most important one. And um, really, it's the opportunity right now that, that Medium presents. You know, um, Medium is at this point right now, the sweet spot between an emerging platform and an established platform. So emerging platforms are, of course, dangerous uh, for us marketers and creators. We don't want to... Um, put all this time and effort into something that's going to die next week, you know, so that's always a gamble. But with established platforms, the, um, the gamble, I guess, or the hurdle is always, it's saturated. It's, it's harder to penetrate. So Medium right now is at the sweet spot between being an emerging and an established platform, which really opens the doors for creators, writers, marketers to brand themselves as the go-to person and authority on a, on a specific subject. How many so people, those, just out of curiosity, how many people do you think there are that are reading Medium? So they've kind of kept the metrics in the last year to, to themselves, uh, but as of late 2016, there were 60 million monthly users wow. on Medium. Um, and from 2015 to 2016 alone, um, the number of posts increased by 295%. So um, it's, I'm assuming that it's on that trajectory and everything just based on uh, the folks writing on it, more high profile and everything. Cool. Um, but 
that's the the latest metrics. And you said you had two other reasons why uh, we should consider medium beyond the two that you already mentioned. What were they? Yeah. So another one, just a simple one is it really is a seamless email capture tool. You know, we're always looking to build up our email lists. Uh, Don't, don't build a house on rented land as they always say. Um, And really if you include a call to action, either a link to your squeeze page or even tools that uh, allow you to gather emails in Medium itself uh, called Rabbit, R-A-B-B-U-T, and Upscribe, you're able to capture these emails uh, pretty seamlessly compared to, uh, say, clunky YouTube cards or uh, click on the link in the description and everything like that. So definitely a, a way to build up your email list uh, relatively quickly. Okay, wait, hold and, on. Got to pause you there on those two little... Two little tools that you mentioned. Uh, oh, yeah. One of them was called Rabbit, I think. Are these like the equivalent of WordPress plugins that you just kind of install into Medium and then they somehow tap into your existing email platform? Is that how that works? Yeah, that's correct. So you you can just go on to um, either site and then it's, it's free and then you just embed it. There's a feature on Medium that allows you to embed different files, SoundCloud files, um, tweets, all of that. And it'll let you just have an email capture tool oh, cool. um, at the bottom of your articles. Very cool. Any other reasons we should consider Medium? Those are pretty compelling. Yeah, just uh, just one more. And this one, I it's close to my heart. I hope it's close to other <laughs> listeners' hearts too. But um, Medium really is, relatively speaking, a low touchpoint channel. Um, you know, it's it's not like Twitter, the the crying child of social media that needs your attention twenty four seven. Um, it's really the good kid that you don't really have to ask to do much, does its chores without asking. So if you're creating content already, um, it it really won't take you that much more time to be active on Medium. You publish articles, you respond to comments, you read cool stuff, and that's about it. So cool, definitely a, a plus. Now, isn't it? Isn't Medium by the guy that also developed Twitter and isn't there some sort of strong Twitter integration or sharing or something like that built into Medium? I'm not sure if that's true or not. Oh, yeah, there is. So Ev Williams, um, co-founder of both and also blogger. Um, So what's cool is if you have an existing following on Twitter, uh, you can actually import when you create an account, it'll import those contacts, contacts that uh, are also on Medium directly to your file. So if you have 20,000 Twitter followers already, um, you sign up, there happens to be 10,000 people uh, cross-reference that are on Medium, it'll automatically give you those 10,000 followers. And when you actually publish something, does it somehow send some sort of notification to those people if they are active on Medium? Yeah, that's right. Uh, depending on uh, the algorithm and everything like that, like how often they recommend your articles and all that stuff, but you definitely are increasing the likelihood having those followers that uh, they'll be able to see it. Cool. And do you find that the, I don't know how familiar you are with WordPress, but do you find this is an easier to use interface than WordPress? Uh, I'm not the an expert on WordPress, but I have dabbled in it. And um, one of the greatest things about Medium is how easy it is and seamless it is. And that's how it was designed in the first place. Um, it all looks the same. It's all, there's call outs, quotes, uh, different uh, title sizes, embeds and all that. It's um, 
pretty much if you toy around with it, like within five minutes, you'll be able to um, get the gist of it. So definitely easier as well. Cool. All right. So um, let's talk about what a publication is on Medium because you kind of alluded earlier in your story that you got picked up and it might have confused some listeners. And what you really meant is that an existing published publication on Medium um, decided to somehow include you in their mix, right? So what is a publication on Medium? Let's, let's kind of demystify that. Yeah, definitely. So um, I guess easiest way would be an analogy. Just if, if Medium was, say, a newsstand, um, the publications would be the different magazines and newspapers and pamphlets available at that newsstand. So um, Medium is pretty much the host, uh, but the publications itself can um, be on any range of topics, can publish independently, can monetize um, all independently of Medium. Um, it just has to be published on on that hosting platform, which is Medium. So does each person who has a Medium account qualify as a publication or what do they call the individual writers? What, what do they call those people? Like, right? Um, you know, that, that's because like, you know, when you think of a WordPress or a blog analogy like Blogger, right? Everybody sets up their own blog and they essentially kind of are a publisher. But I don't think you're, I, th- I think that it sounds like there's, um, you know, at the user level, you could just go ahead and publish content to your personal profile, I would think, versus joining or participating in a publication. So I would love a little distinction on that. Yeah, definitely. So um, you can self-publish just as a writer. Um, that's totally fine. Um, but when you do, uh, if you do become, say, a contributor, the equivalent of that is just a writer. And what's cool is once you do get published on a publication, you'll have an option to add any story that you have right to submit it right to the publications you're a writer for. But yeah, you do have um, the option to independently publish it, which would be uh, the, I guess, blogger equivalent or self-publishing equivalent. Um, Yeah. So help me understand, like, um, uh, do most people that use Medium actually just simply kind of have their own personal profile where they're posting stuff or... Or do they actually somehow get aggregated into a publication? And then can you publish for more than one publication with your articles? I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, definitely. So what's cool is if you do write independent articles, self-publish and everything, editors of publications um, actually have the option to ask you like automatically if they can add it to their publication. Um, So there, there's a range of options, and you can be a writer for as many publications as you'd like. Um, there's no uh, single <laughs> like distinction or criteria or anything like that. Um, the only thing is, is that it, w- a story has to live on just one publication. So say you wrote for um, one publication and you wanted to publish that same story on another one, you'd actually have to go and take down that story, which you're able to as the writer, and then resubmit it to a different publication. Oh, I see. So that article can only live on one publication. So uh, how do we 
discover publications. Let's talk about that for a second. Like, you know, let's say I'm on Medium and like, is there like a directory? Where do we see the publications that exist already on Medium? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so there is a directory. They'll have suggested publications for you when you first sign up. Um, And then also just browsing tags. You're able to browse different tags based on your interests is a great way uh, to search for them. There's also another third-party tool that um, is great too called uh, toppub.xyz, T-O-P-P-U-B.xyz. That's just the URL. And it actually lines up the publications um, based on the number of followers and gives you a link right to them. So it, you can literally have hundreds and hundreds of publications uh, right at your fingertips, and it's a great discovery tool for that. But um, if you don't want to spend the time organically to see what types of publications you'd actually um, be fond of reading. You mentioned tags. Are we talking hashtags or is this like a keyword thing? Like, let's say that we wanted to search for business. What would we, how would we find these tags? Yeah. So when you publish a story or any writer publishes a story, they have the option at the end to just add tags, um, which, which is more or less a, a discovery thing, similar to what YouTube has. Um, but if you click on the search bar on medium, uh, and just type in, say, business, uh, the option of tags will show up. Um, and then you can actually add that to your tags, which will uh. make it more likely that it'll automatically tailor your feed um, to have those things popping up. So if I can verbally describe this to people, I typed in business and then it said related tags and I found social media. And then I clicked on that and there's more related tags like marketing, social media marketing, Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, dot, dot, dot. So there's like a, and these tags essentially are uh, assigned to the article by the author. Is that what I hear you saying? Or is it also by the publisher? The publisher can add their own, but um, typically, at least in my experience and my clients' experiences, it's all uh, the writer. So you can add any tags that you think um, would be most relevant to the work. That way it'll show up um, in those people's feeds. Okay. So, so far we've talked about tags and we've talked about publications. Can you search for publications in the same way you search for tags? Uh, yeah, you can. So, um, like give us an example of a publication that we, you know, just, just out of curiosity, like, is there one in particular that you often write for? Yeah. So I almost exclusively write for the mission. It's the third largest uh, publication at the moment right now. So um, if you type in the mission to the search bar, it'll pop right up. And what's cool about Discovery, too, is there is an option that has publications. So if you were looking for a particular publication, if it didn't pop up, um, you can just the options are stories, people, publication and tags. Then you just click on the publications and it should show right up. Now, if somebody wanted to start their own public, uh, by the way, I'm looking at the publication as we're talking called The Mission. It's medium.com slash the dash mission. It looks just like a blog. I can see their logo. I see about news, tech and business, life and learning, dot, dot, dot. Um, if we wanted to create our very own publication as someone listening right now, I would imagine we could do that. Is that correct? And recruit people to write for us? Yeah, you totally could. It's it's open to everybody and anyone and everyone can can start their own publication. Just as word to the wise, um, 
it is a ton of work. Um, so if you don't have someone who can to devote at least part time to um, being the editor of a publication, I would stray away and and more uh, focus more on just contributing to publications. But it is, of course, on the table if you see an opening or a gap um, with the content published. Then yeah, feel free to. It's all free. How do you know when you look at a publication how big it is? Is there like a so, is there like a is there like a subscriber count like somewhere on on the uh, the medium dot com site? Medium's always changing up the <laughs> the interface, but um, if you can't find it um, directly on the publication itself, you can actually just go to that URL that I had mentioned earlier, toppub.xyz. Right. And it'll tell you the exact number in real time, um, like the subscriber count and all of that, and and rank the publications based on that. Now, so you, the mission right now has three hundred and twenty-seven uh, thousand uh, followers, and toppub.xyz will tell you that in real time. So, how does that three hundred and some thousand followers equate to like, like let's say that I was accepted to write for the mission, which has a lot of followers. Is there a correlation between followers and readers? Um, and if so, tell us like how do those followers get notified when the mission has new content out? Mm-hmm. So it it depends from it's of course like dependent on um, the engagement rates and all of that on each specific publication. But uh, if you are subscribed to the mission um, on mobile, you will get uh, on mobile you'll get notified when. Um, things are published on there, and then also on your newsfeed directly on desktop. Uh, there's also uh, like publications that you follow, and it'll show right up there. Um, like but you got you got to be logged in. That. You got to be logged into the site. It sounds like right, or um, or do they also communicate with you on Twitter as well, or no? Uh, on it really depends on the on the publication. Um, each each publication is different depending on the editor's preference. Um, most of the ones I'm subscribed to have a newsletter as well. That's usually where I get I get the bulk of my stories. And Medium actually does send out um, email notifications on your daily top stories or your top three or something that its algorithm thinks you will enjoy the most. Got it. Um, and it'll send that to you like right to your inbox each day actually. Interesting. Okay, so let's talk about how in the world we get to be part of a publication. So let's say that we're a new writer uh, or an existing writer somewhere else, and we want to we start publishing on Medium and uh, on our own quote unquote personal profile, and we would like to be part of some sort of publication. What's the process? How do we actually go about requesting that our content be accepted on a publication? Yeah, definitely. So the Step number one would be to find your publication and then go to their homepage. And then what it'll allow you to do is actually search the archives of that particular publication. And what you're going to want to do is just search submission guidelines. And most publications actually have posted or created a post that has specific guidelines that tells you exactly like, this is who you email. This, this is, these are the stories we're accepting, all of that. So that's step number one. Um, but if that's not working for you, or if for some reason the publication that you want to be a part of doesn't have those 
uh, doesn't have a post like that, um, I usually recommend um, either doing what I did, dig <laughs> digging up the Twitter handles and then sending a link, always having the article completed. Um, don't ever send a proposal or idea. You know, <laughs> these editors are really busy. Uh, most of them aren't getting paid. Uh, so just always send a completed a link to your completed work, either through Twitter or through email, by by digging up um, those credentials of the editors itself. Um, and then also, of course, use use discretion here. Don't uh, be persistent, but not creepy. Uh, don't comment on you know the editor's wedding picture on Instagram asking to be published. Um, use discretion. And then another little hack that's worked well for clients of mine has been, you know, because sometimes you'll send an email. And the editor won't say yes or no. You know, they won't get back to you. And you're, you're like, should I, should I pursue other publications? Should I stick to this one? Because I'm worried that they'll say yes and I already submitted it. It's just all this. It's a big cluster. And um, so I always recommend just give the editors in your email a quick deadline. You know, don't, you don't have to be threatening or anything. But just say like, hey, um, this is my article. This is why I think it would be a good fit for your publication. Please let me know by next Tuesday if you'd like to pursue or I'll pursue other options. Thanks. Looking forward to working with you. And it's as simple as that. And does that, does that seem to work? Does that seem rate. to work for you? That works for you, huh? It has. Yeah. Myself and clients of mine. It sounds pretty smart because essentially what you're doing is you're telling them I'm giving you an opportunity to kind of have exclusives on this. And if you don't want it, then, or I don't hear by you, by the state, then I'll go ahead and find somebody else. And I think that that scarcity thing, what you're doing there is smart. I like it a lot. Um, couple, couple questions. I noticed that um, there are certain kinds of things you c that can be done to an article on Medium. There's something that looks like a heart, and then there's something that looks like a bookmark, uh, and then, of course, you've got the Twitter and Facebook shares, and then you've got the comments. So this kind of begs the question, like, what are the engagement metrics? How do we know if our article is performing well is, you know, what, what should we be looking at these bookmarks and hearts and comments? And if so, you know, are there other metrics that they give us as the author, like page views and stuff like that? Yeah. So there, there are just a, a slew of metrics that bookmark right there, just, um, we actually can't see how many people did bookmark our articles that we write, but that's just for the readers themselves. And what that'll do is add that article to your reading list. Um, and then you can go back and, and read it again. But what that heart is, is actually the equivalent of a like on Facebook. It's called a recommend. Got it. Um, and then the number of comments we're able to see. And then they also give us number of reads. So what I usually say is um, the way I see if a uh, article is effective or not is I'll take the number of reads and then um, like put that over the number of recommends that it got and also the number of comments because what Medium's algorithm, it's always changing, but one thing is that if it's getting a lot of recommends uh, and of course a lot of commentary because Medium does want to be a dialogue platform, not just a monologue platform, it'll increase the likelihood that other people will be able to see it. Um, so I, my metrics for success, um, depending on my articles, are, of course, uh, reads, and then comments is what I usually gauge, and then uh, recommends last. 
But there is one more two uh, metric that they give us, which is views. Um, because reads, you have to actually be logged into Medium. So only Medium users uh, it quantifies that. So say someone reads it, but they're not logged in on Medium, that'll count as a view. Um, ah, so that's got it. So if it gets shared on one of the social platforms and they don't have a Medium account, you could still have a bigger number of people reading it. It's just that they may not, they, w- they will still see the article even if they don't have a Medium account. Is that, is that accurate? Yes, sorry. I uh, just to clarify, the recommends can only be, um, sorry, not reads. Views. Uh, it can be anyone. Doesn't have to be logged in. Um, reads. No one has to be logged in. It can be shared anywhere. But recommends. You actually have to be um, logged into Medium to do it. So um, views and reads are good to see. Just anyone can can see it. It could be shared on Facebook. It could be shared. Uh, on a comment on YouTube and anyone can actually go and go ahead and read the article and it'll give you that um, information. But to clarify, a read is from a logged in user and a view is from an unlogged in user or what's the difference? That's the part I'm confused about. Oh yeah. So a read is just, uh, I don't know the exact metric, but that's like finishing the article. The The algorithm will think that you finished the article regardless ah. of if you're logged in or not. Got it. Okay, perfect. Now, on the homepage of Medium, it has a couple different things. It has a you might like, and then it has a suggested, um, and then it has new from your network and top stories. It's got all sorts of things. So how does one get into the homepage of Medium? And if your article does make it to the homepage of Medium, is there any kind of benefit that comes from that? Yes. So this this subject is one that's uh, changing like all the time. Um, that is one thing that Medium is continually always updating their newsfeed. Um, it seems like every week almost. So what I usually say is the things that you can control are are your followers. You know, like who sees your content and relationship building and stuff like that. Um, and then on top of that, uh, that'll increase the chances that your article is seen on someone's newsfeed because everyone's newsfeed is different. So the fact that I'm uh, always following social media articles, if you were to use best practices to try and hone in on the social media marketing niche, that'll increase the likelihood that it'll be on the front page um, of your followers. I see. Um, so it's it's kind of a a crapshoot in some ways. It's like Facebook, right? It's, different interests. Yeah, it's like Facebook. It's totally a customized experience you know, for every user. Exactly. So the answer is just like building community and then honing in on a niche. That's, that's the most important is being the go-to person on a very specific niche on medium, which will of course make you show up more likely to show up on people who are actually interested in that topic. Perfect. Um, the natural next question that a lot of people might be thinking about is, do I need to, uh, create something on medium that is never been published elsewhere. Said another way, can I take some of my blog content that I previously published and publish it on Medium? Pros, cons, what are your thoughts on that? Definitely. So, yes, you to- you totally can. You know, a lot of people do this. Um, the one thing is that uh, what that doesn't mean, though, is you republishing, repurposing, all of that, and then not being present on Medium. Um, I have seen some people that will literally copy and paste from their blog and then just not respond to any comments and stuff. You do have to be active or at least give the illusion that 
this is this is native and that means responding to comments that means uh, responding to tweets uh, private notes left on your articles which is another feature um, but you you totally can um, what just for instance uh, with my ink.com columns all like wait the 14 days that they give us and then I'll actually take an hour or two and then make it more medium friendly. Um, my audience on medium really uh, loves like personal stories, um, just more like, I guess, rough and tumble. If I want to add a curse word or something, I'll add that in there. So I usually tell clients just make it medium friendly um, depending on what that is. And then always add a link to the original blog post or article or whatever at the bottom. That way you're really capitalizing on that interest and that traffic. And who knows, you'll probably get um, some people who subscribe to your newsletter that way, you know, go to your blog and become regular, uh, regular users. Do you have any other um, kind of suggestions for people writing on Medium that um, kind of are either rookie stakes, mistakes to avoid or um, ninja tricks to kind of ensure your likelihood of success on medium as a writer? Yeah, uh, definitely. So I have a few of them. One, of course, we kind of alluded to it earlier, but um, there's a couple of tricks to go along with it is really picking a niche and just ruthlessly sticking to it. You know, if you want to be the go-to um, dog, <laughs> dog authority on medium, go for it. And um, the way to do this isn't just writing articles. You know, um, Medium also really rewards commentary. So uh, say you write two articles a month. Each week, take one or two articles that are trending in your niche and write a thoughtful comment on it to drive discussion. And then your face will be popped up in, in everything in your niche. And then that's just branding yourself as the go-to authority on it. Um, and if you click recommend, the um, people can recommend comments as well for, for uh, new users on it. And based on that, it'll rise to the top, kind of like Reddit, kind of like uh, YouTube and everything. So there are people who have gotten really a lot of followers just by commenting and making, providing thoughtful commentary. So that's, that's one of them. And then uh, this one is one that I wish I would have known a whole lot sooner. Um, and this is just adding a call to action at the end of your articles with a freebie in return. Um, I can't tell you how many thousands and thousands of emails I missed out on because I've just been doing this the last six months and just seen it skyrocket. But let's say you're writing a how to run a marathon, how to prepare for a marathon article. Um, consider making a PDF checklist, like a runner's checklist. And then at the very bottom, just add a quick link to your squeeze page. Uh, give a one to two sentence, um, I guess, just commentary or description. And then in exchange, just have them send their email. And soon enough, you'll just be getting emails and emails and emails built up um, just by that traffic. And what's cool on Medium is you can actually go in and change stuff retroactively. So you can capitalize on the long tail traffic of all your articles and change your freebies and call to actions as your business needs change. So it's a really uh, great tactic, um, just really quick and simple um, for people to do. Excellent. Well, Dakota, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you on Medium and where they can find you off of Medium so that if they want to 
track you and follow up with you, where, where, they, where would they go? Yeah, definitely. So on Medium, if you just type in Dakota Shane, um, I'll pop right up. I'm the guy in the blue uh, polka dot shirt. Uh, I'll be right there. And then elsewhere, um, you can just log on to the website, Arctify, www.arctiphi.com. And if you want to work, whether it be Medium, um, consulting, content creation, anything Medium related, um, it'll be all right there for you. And if you're restaurant or brewery owner um, and don't want to work on medium, but more social media stuff, um, it'll all be right there on the website as well. Awesome. Uh, Dakota, thank you so much, Dakota Shane, for joining us and demystifying (laughs) medium and sharing all your wisdom and knowledge with us. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Michael. It's been fun. Well, I hope you found a lot of value in today's podcast interview. If there was anything we mentioned and you missed it, don't worry. We take the notes socialmediaexaminer.com slash 266. Hit that subscribe button on your podcast player so you never miss a future episode of this show. And with that, I want to say thank you for listening this week. This brings us to the end of yet another episode of the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I am your faithful host with you every week, and I'll be back with you next week. You can count on it. I hope you make the absolute best out of your day and may social media continue to change your world. The Social Media Marketing Podcast is a production of Social Media Examiner. Want more good stuff? Sign up for our top-notch social marketing newsletter. We deliver it straight into your inbox three days a week. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates.